Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. What's been up, y'all, since last week? I am a day late, y'all. Please forgive me. It has been a whirlwind. Like, okay, so remember last week I told y'all life got them hands? Okay, yeah. Life was throwing the hands at us this past week or whatever. And we have had a rough week, but we are here. We are still standing. We are moving forward. Um, I just want to thank everyone that showed so much love to last week's episode, um, Healing Girl Summer. And that was actually a part one. When I recorded it, I didn't realize that it was going to be a two-part episode. But the outpouring of love was just so great. And once I actually thought about the topic more, I realized that there were some additional things that I could add to that. So in the process of thinking about this topic for the part two, I just want to let you guys know how much I appreciate you for loving me through my transparency and through my candidness and my honesty, because listen, I'm not here hosting this podcast because I have it all figured out. Or, you know, I have figured out the key to life, how to make this thing a little bit easier. No, I am figuring it out as I go. Some things I have mastered, other things I am mastering. And I just appreciate that you guys honor that, that you see the work, that you realize that I too have bad days, that I too get sad, that things happen sometimes that knocks the wind out of you. You feel like you cannot breathe sometimes um, because life can be so overwhelming, but you still trust me. You still trust my advice, my wisdom, my guidance. And I am so glad that so many of you trust me with the matters of your heart. And I'm just saying, just thank you because this thing called life is not easy and no one is perfect. So as I encourage you, as I motivate you, I'm also encouraging and motivating myself. So we are in this together. This is a process of us figuring it out together and moving forward as lavender women this is a marathon i promise y'all we are going to take the victory lap in the end i promise so um i want to shout out all the women who turned their hot girl summers into healing girl summers instead yo y'all the best like dj Callis said we the best Lavender women, we are the best, okay? So when I was thinking about last week's topic, and I was just like, wait, listen, it was great content. It was all things that I do currently in my life to maintain and sustain the healing work that I've done. But when I thought about it deeper, I was like, wait, there's so much more that I left out. So let's do a quick overview. I'm going to stop you right here, though. If you have not listened to last week's episode, just just stop. I'm going to give you a second to get off of this episode. I want you to go back and listen to last week's episode because this will make so much more sense once you go back and listen to last week. Do not cheat yourself by thinking, oh, I can skip last week and just start with this. No, 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 no. Last week's episode was vital. It was jammed 
pack with lavender gems. If you have not listened, stop. Just just stop. We love you and, and you'll catch up and we can come back to this place and we can, you know, have a conversation about it. But right now, I just need you to stop and go back and listen to last week's episode. For those of you who have listened to last week's episode, let's do a quick overview. Last week, we discussed five ways to kickstart your healing girl summer. Okay. The first one was purging, getting rid of anything that no longer serves you. That's not just cleaning out your closet, but I, you know, encourage you to clean up your playlist on your phone, the music that you listen to, clean up your cute and Netflix, clean out your kitchen cabinets, clean up your social media, stop following pages and people who make you sad or who post nothing but bad news or sadness or just anything that doesn't correspond with the life that you're trying to live. So as I stated, you know, I don't follow the shade room because Sunday posting positivity is not enough. Sorry, I I cannot. So that was the whole purpose behind purging. Secondly, we talked about therapy. Sis, go to therapy. Have you made your your first appointment yet? It's been eight days. Have you made your first appointment? If you have not, why not? What are you waiting for? If you need assistance finding a therapist in your area, there are so many online resources that can help with that. I will actually um, add them to the notes um, for this episode. So if you just scroll down to the notes, I'm going to give you a few trusted sites that will help locate a therapist in your area. There are also therapists that are doing um, sessions primarily online or via conference call or FaceTime call. I myself like the personal interaction. So I go into the office, but I'm going to actually link some websites that can help you locate a therapist in your area. So you just have to scroll down and read through the notes for this episode. Okay. But go to therapy. It'll change your life. A good therapist is a life changer, is a game changer. Okay. Number three, we talked about meditation. Meditation isn't this, you know, weird, only weird, crazy people do it. No, 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 no. Meditation is what keeps you centered. Meditation is what helps you focus and hone in on what is going on in your life and around you. My meditation is literally five minutes every morning in complete silence. Um, I block out everything around me. I sit in silence. Uh, Sometimes I may burn sage. Sometimes I may just burn my favorite candle. And at the end of that five minutes of meditation, I say thank you. And that concludes my meditation. It doesn't have to be an hour. You know, it's not something that you feel like you're going to miss out on something else because you're trying to focus on meditation. No, it doesn't have to be this thing that's bigger than, you know, what it really is. Mine is literally five minutes and I feel more centered. I feel calmer. Um, at the end of it to get my day started. The fourth thing was to mind your thoughts. You are what you think. Be careful what you think, what you say to yourself, the things that you allow in your mind and to cross your mind because those thoughts will become reality. Mind your thoughts. Speak positivity. um, Repeat affirmations. You say nothing but positive things about yourself. Don't ever say I'm broke. Don't ever say I'm overweight. No, you say I 
I am fulfilled. I have abundance. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am well. You say, you speak what is not as if it is. That's the whole point to getting out of the vicious cycles that we um, sometimes find ourselves in. And last but not least, last week, I told y'all to save your coins, sis. Listen, we need to be budgeting. We need to be saving. We need an extra savings account that we don't have access to. Set up an online savings account that you can't just go to a branch and withdraw the money so easily. I want you to pay down your debt. I want you to have an emergency fund. Save your coins. It's not just being healed, you know, emotionally and being healed spiritually, but we need to be healed financially as well. Because when our finances are jacked up, listen, it messes up everything. Okay. So those were the five um, points that I gave last week for our Healing Girl Summer that we were going to kickstart and finish out the summer strong. It was like 40 plus days left in summer and there was more than enough time for us to implement those five things. After giving it like deeper thought, because literally this past week, one bad thing after another bad thing, after another bad thing, after another bad thing happened in our lives. Like life literally was just like, oh, you out here, you trying to motivate the masses. You trying to get people up out of their depression and their debt and their um, generational curses. Oh, we got something for you. So life, listen, listen, the enemy was just like, can you fight? Huh? Can, can you fight? Do you know how to throw them hands? Because, yo, we bought, we bought the box. What's up? Like, life, the enemy met me and was just like, square up. And I was just like, yo, I, don't, I ain't even in the mood to fight today. Yo. I'm, I'm going to pray about this and I'm going to let the Lord fight this battle because I can't. And that's literally how we felt, Um, how we felt, how we're feeling um, the past several days because it's just been a lot. And when I thought about everything that we were going through, it really made me think about other things that I have implemented into my life that have been such a great help. Because with everything that we've had going on in this past week, if I didn't have these techniques in place, if I didn't have these tools in place, listen, guys, I would not be where I am on this day trying to do this podcast episode. So I wanted to share with you some other things that I feel will be vital that will be beneficial to our healing girl summers because we have to reach our flourishing girl fall and our wealthy girl winters. Okay. So with everything that we've had going on, some people that are really close to us know what's going on. I just want to say thank you to them, to everyone who has called texts, who have come by to check on our family. Um, we're still here. We're still showing up. We're still getting it done. Um, and that's the thing about life. You have to do the work despite how you feel. You have to do the work. So this part two of our Healing Girls Summer episode is very special to me because I'm actually actively doing these things right now. I'm literally in the midst of doing these things now to come out on the other side of what we're currently going through. So the first one, so this will be number six because we're going to just pick up where we left off last week. So number six is go to church. 
Sounds cliche, sounds simple. Listen, go to church. Having a spiritual relationship is so important. Like you, you can't make this up. I wouldn't tell you it was important if it wasn't. But you want to be careful not to be religious. You want to be spiritual, not religious. And there's a difference. I am a Christian, so it is important to me that I go to God's house. Because it's important that we worship with like-minded people. And what I think in this culture and in this society, we use online church for everything. Online church was created for when you have to work on Sundays or when you're sick or when you're on vacation. But it's not to take the place of you actually attending church. The Lord's house is so important. And before y'all try to come for me, you know, this is not me telling y'all that you should go to God's house. But the word tells us about the importance of worshiping in God's house. So don't get mad at me. It's in the word. And I'm not going to argue with you about what's in the word. And also, this is not um, a means of me to try to convert anyone to Christianity. I am a Christian. You may not be. It's my job to plant the seed and to let God move on your heart. So if you're wondering, what is the connection between going to church and a healing girl summer? When you go to the house of the Lord with like-minded individuals, when you're learning the word, when you're in worship, it allows the wisdom and the knowledge to be planted within you to be able to handle life. Bad things are going to happen to you. Just because you are a Christian, just because you worship our Lord and Savior does not mean you are exempt from bad things. What it does is it gives you the wisdom, the strength, the grace, the mercy, the favor to fight whatever you come up against. It doesn't prevent or prohibit those things from happening. You can pray. You can sing a worship song from time to time. You can know a couple of scriptures. But what you really need is a relationship with the Father. The relationships that our parents have, that our grandparents have, those relationships won't get us into heaven. You have to have your own personal relationship. So if you are on a healing girl journey, then healing your spiritual life will fix so many areas of your life. Because when you have a strong spiritual life, not much is going to shake you. I posted on my personal page about, you know, the word of God being planted in my heart from such a young age with my grandmother teaching me the word and taking me to church and taking me to Sunday school and Bible study and youth conference and revival. And anytime the church doors were open, my grandmother was dragging me through the doors. Okay. I was at church all the time. I spent my childhood in church. So it's planted in my heart. And what I said was that when something is planted, it eventually grows roots. And when you develop strong roots, you're unmovable, you're unshakable. So that is the goal for us to have firmly planted roots, for our roots to be, you know, so strong that not a lot is going to shake us. You know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be bothered by the things that happen in your life because some things, yeah, it, it hurts and you're bothered by it. But what I'm saying is it won't shake you to the point in which you feel like you can't get past it or you can't overcome it. That's the relationship with the father that I am speaking of. The next thing is, 
And I will also, so that I can give you the context of why going to church is important, I will also put the scriptures in the notes as well. So like I said, I'm not going to argue <laughs> or debate with anyone about what the word says. This is not me telling you to go to church. This is the word telling you the importance of worshiping in God's house. All right, the next one is number seven. Your tribe is your vibe. Okay, so listen. I've spoken about this in a previous episode, but not really in this context. Your circle is vital. If we're talking about a healing girl summer, that circle plays a major part. Studies have shown that you are most likely to share character traits with the five people you spend the most time with. So think about it real quick. I mean, real quick. I want you to say aloud the five people you spend the most time with. Do not include your children because I know I spend a lot of time with my children, but we do not want to include our children unless they are adults. If your children are still, you know, minors, do not include your children. So think about the five people that you spend the most time with. Literally say their names aloud. Okay? You, you said the names. You got all five of your people. And only five. You could spend time with maybe ten people. But I want the five people that you spend the most time with. The five people that you're most connected to. And we're going to do the work. So you have your five people. Are you a lot like them? Think about them to their core. Are they good people? Do they have more good traits and qualities than bad ones? Or maybe, are they draining you? Are they exhausting? Are they just on your last nerve, but you don't know how to Listen, listen. I know for a fact that some of us have in our immediate circle friends who no longer look like the person, like the people that we are. Or the people that we are becoming but here we go with our excuses y'all girl but she been my homegirl since fourth grade yo he been my homie since kindergarten listen if you are going in two different directions you are not going to end up at the same destination anyways do you realize that so what you are doing you are dragging someone along with you on your journey that is not meant to be at the end of your story. You have to know where you're going and who's headed in the same direction as you and who will meet you there upon arrival at that said location. Some of our best friends are raggedy. <laughs> I said it and, I've, and I can say that because I've been a raggedy friend. This is a no judgment zone. I have been a horrible friend to some people. I have been raggedy friends to other people. I have been just um, inconsiderate to people. I have been all of those things. So when you look around your circle, you know some of your friends are raggedy. They are. You don't want to admit it. But some of our friends are raggedy. And as you get older, listen, making new friends is hard. I no longer have the energy for making new friends y'all I just don't my husband is like my best friend like hands down he is my best friend then I have two really 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 close friends and then I have like two or three other friends that I all consider 
women that I can trust, women that I can count on, women who are striving for greatness, and women who are all headed in the same direction. The late, great Nipsey Hussle, he told us y'all, he said his circle got smaller, everybody can't go. It's facts. It's all facts. Examine your circle and evict any relationship that's no longer on your wavelength. We have to stop being a clown in another person's circus. Stop. Please, like today. Okay? The next one is number eight. Number eight, number eight. This is probably one of my favorite ones because this is something that I've learned in time. Um, I wish I had learned it much earlier in my life. It would have saved me from just a lot of drama and listen. Number eight is no is a complete sentence. (sighs) How many times have you said, oh, no, I don't really think I can do that. And then you go into this dissertation of why you can't. Some people deserve an explanation. I'm not saying that they don't. But you also have to understand that no is a complete sentence. Listen to the words that are about to come out of my mouth. No is a complete sentence. I have spent probably 95% of my adult life doing things that I didn't want to do. Going places that I didn't want to go because I feared saying no. And it's always that thought like, well, what if they stopped talking to me? What if they didn't want to be my friend anymore because I said no? What? Are we 10? How old are we? Are we in the third grade or are we adults? Who should be able to take a no and keep it moving? Listen, I show up when people need me. I am not by any means telling you to desert people in their time of need. If people are going through a storm, I believe you should show up for them. And that's being whatever it is that you need to be in that moment. Sometimes it's just a shoulder to lean on, a listening ear. It's whatever they need, an errand runner, a house cleaner. That's all great. But sometimes you have to say no to certain things, to certain people, to certain places. I'm not obligated to do anyone, to do anything for anyone just because we're friends. I can still say no and love you and care about you and want the best for you. So if you're having an event. And it doesn't match the wavelength that I'm on. I'm not going. It doesn't really matter who you are, how close we are, how long we've been friends. I'm not going. I'm not showing up. My answer is no. You can't. And I've heard various like versions of this. You know, a lot of. I don't know. I'm not going to say like therapists or psychologists, but one person is um, a clinical psychologist. She said that you can't heal in the same places that broke you. And then some people said, no, you need to go back to that place so that you can heal in the same environment. And it's like, I don't really know how I feel about that one. I know for me personally, and maybe it's a different strokes for different folks type of situation. Maybe some people are strong enough to heal in the, in the places that broke them. I know for me, I was not. 
So maybe you are. But I could not be in the places that no longer served me. I had to separate myself from those places. And once you are healed, you may have the strength and the tenacity to go back to those places and be around those people and those things that once used to, you know, shake you to your core. But until then, saying no is okay. You don't have to do anything that doesn't sit well with you, anything that's against your beliefs or what you believe in or, you know, what you are trying to obtain. You can say no and still love and care deeply for that person. And as adults, we should be more understanding when people tell us no. There doesn't have to be hard feelings followed by a no. So let's do better with that, okay? Because... People ask me to go places all the time and I and I say no and I don't feel a way about it and hopefully they don't either because like I said we're all like too grown to be feeling a way about someone's you know declining an event or something that no longer serves them. Why would I put my healing in danger? Why would I why would I do that just to satisfy I don't, I don't understand that. Um, I don't, I'm sorry. Uh, number nine, we have to create boundaries. This is something that I am diligently working on. I have not perfected this yet. But we are ultimately responsible for how people treat us. We teach people how to treat us. What you allow will be what continues. I've had to teach family how to speak to me. Just because we are family does not mean you can just talk to me any old kind of way. No, ma'am. No, sir. You know, I shared in a previous episode, family is not blood. Family is behavior. You can have people that are not blood related to you that treats you better than those who are of blood relation to you. So an actual conversation that I had with a very close relative Um, went something like, when you can speak to me with respect and with a lower tone and without profanity, we can continue this conversation. But until then, I cannot continue in this toxic conversation. Take care of yourself, and I hope to hear from you soon. You know, you hit them with a, be blessed, beloved. You hit them with the Iyanla Van Zant voice, okay? But no, that was a real conversation that I had with a really close relative. And guess what? I haven't spoken to that person in two years. That conversation was two years ago. More so like two and a half years ago. They refused to address me differently, which is their problem, not mine. I am teaching that person how to treat me. By setting those boundaries in place. And what you have to be careful not to do is don't remove your boundaries because the other person doesn't want to adhere to them. No, 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 no. That is not how that works. And sometimes it's hard to teach people how to treat you because you're not really sure who you are. Because you are in a season of evolution and transition into a version of yourself that you've never been. So you don't really even know who you are. You're like, sis, I'm on my healing girl summer journey. 
I don't even know who I am right now. So how can I put boundaries in place and teach people how to treat me when I don't even know who I am? Sometimes it's more important to know who you are not as opposed to who you are. Knowing who you aren't will help you establish boundaries. Knowing that I am not the same person I used to be. Knowing that I will not allow you to curse me out. Knowing that I will not partake in gossiping about other people when I'm trying to get my own life together and don't have room to talk about nobody. Listen, knowing that I am not going to continue going around this tired old mulberry bush with you every day. Sometimes that's all you need to know is who you're not, who you no longer are until you figure out who you are becoming. The thing about it is I'm not going to keep going back and forth with someone about something that I'm firm about. If I feel strongly about something, if this is a boundary that I have in place for a specific reason, I'm not going to debate with you why that boundary is in place and why I need you to respect my boundaries. Literally say to yourself, I am evolving. I may not know who I am right now, but I definitely know who I'm not. This is a healing girl summer. And what we don't have time for this summer is that we don't have time for people who don't respect boundaries. We don't have time. There's no room in our healing girl summer. Okay. There's only like 40 something days left. You don't have time for people who don't respect your boundaries. Number 10, the last and final one. This is going to sound like mad cliche. It's going to sound really simple, but it's something that everyone struggles with, not just women, men, women alike. I mean, we all struggle. Love yourself. Actually be intentional with taking the time to put yourself first. Self-care is the best care. I lie to you not. And when you are a wife and a mother, especially, and you're responsible for children, it's hard to put yourself first because you are obligated to your children and they depend on you for everything. But you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to make sure that you are taking care of you so that you can take care of them. You want to give them the best version of yourself. You want to give your spouse the best version of yourself. So do something nice for yourself. Like my every other Thursday nail appointment, I am literally my nail tech's last appointment so that she can take her time. There's no rush. We can talk. We can spend as much time as we need because that's my wind down time. That's my like release from a busy week. That's my me time outside of the house where I can chill with my friend in nail tech, where we can have girl talk, where I can get pampered, get my nails done, get my feet done, where we can just have some time. That's literally the reason why I'm her last appointment on Thursdays. You know, if you are able to take a day or two off work and book you a hotel room in the next city, do that. 
It doesn't have to be this grand thing that happens where it costs a ton of money and it's going to require so much effort and so much time. No, put yourself first. Think about yourself. You know, sometimes it'll be like maybe 10 o'clock at night and I'll be like preparing for bed from an exhausting, busy, overwhelming day. And I'll be like, geez, I just realized I haven't eaten anything all day. That is horrible. And that was happening to me more and more and more. And I realized, listen, if you don't get yourself together, like the one thing about not sitting down and not paying attention to yourself is life will sit you down. When you are not taking good care of yourself and loving on yourself and spending time with yourself and nurturing yourself, yourself is going to be like, oh, you tripping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's just call this little ache and this pain. Let's cause this blood pressure to go up. I was dealing with my blood pressure about, well, it's been almost two months ago now. It was in the month of June. My blood pressure was sky high and I never have pressure problems, but I literally was not putting myself first. So once I realized that and I took time to put me back on the list, things improved. I saw me. It's time for that segment. I saw me. And the meme said things I'm not okay with anymore. Saying yes when I want to say no. Begging to be understood. Shrinking to keep the peace. Making excuses for harmful behavior. And ignoring my needs. Does that not sum up? This episode, when I saw that meme, especially with everything that my family has experienced in the past week, it sums up pretty much life as a whole. Stop saying yes to things you want to say no to. Stop begging people to understand you. Live in your truth and be your authentic self. Stop shrinking to keep the peace. If I have to shrink myself just to keep the peace with someone, I don't need to be in the same capacity with that person. Stop making excuses for toxic and harmful behavior just because they're family, just because they've been your friends since y'all were in Pampers. does not mean that they're good for you. And it doesn't mean that you have to tolerate that behavior or keep them in your life. And stop ignoring your needs. Put yourself on the list. Care for yourself, love yourself, nurture yourself. You can't have a healing girl summer like that. You just can't. You cannot. So from last week, we're going to keep the same affirmations and the same seeds of intention. So that was the affirmation was I'm leveling up and we are leveling up financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally. We're going to keep that same affirmation because it still, it still applies to this week's episode. And then the seed of lavender last week, the seed of intention was progress. We're going to keep that seed because as we continue on this healing girl journey, we should see progress. I reminded you guys last week not to despise small steps. If you are standing, okay, say for instance, you're standing on a number one and you take one step forward to number two. Guess what? You're not on number one anymore. Yeah, you may look ahead and see that you have a hundred more steps to take, but guess what? You're not in the same position you were. 
Honor that. Honor that. So I hope that Healing Girl Summer Part 1 and Healing Girl Summer Part 2 has blessed your life as much as it is blessing mine as I am currently working through some things. I promise you when we come out on the other side of everything that has been going on, I will tell you about it. It will be an episode dedicated to this season that we are currently in. But right now, I have to go because someone is ringing my doorbell and I don't know who it is. I'm not expecting anyone. So um, just apply, apply these 10 steps into your life. I promise you it'll change your life. I love you guys and I will see you in a week. Next week, we'll wrap up this season, guys. One more episode until the completion of season two. See you guys next week. Love you.